To all who come to this happy place. Welcome, friends. Thank you for joining me for another fun-filled, exciting, fact-filled episode of the Poop to Do Review podcast. I'm your host, Lou Review Matt, and I got to say, it really warms my heart that you and I are joining each other for another episode. Thanks for tuning in. Today's episode is going to be another rant episode. It's been a few months since I've ranted, and I, though I do try to spin things positively uh, at the happiest and most magical places on Earth, uh, I do think every now and then we've got to call Disney out on its problems. So we'll be spending some time with an issue that is near and dear to my buttocks. Uh, it may be near and dear to your buttocks as well. Um, and I'd love to get your take on the rant when it's all said and done. But before we do that, I'd like to welcome back a little bit of Lou News. Oh man, it's getting fashionable to hate on Disney as much as I'm going to rant on them. They're catching a lot of flack this week in particular. Oh boy, uh, the uh, the nation's obese, myself included among them, have been rising up against Disney as a company, Disney executives. If you haven't heard the story, let me bring it to you right now. This comes from uh, November 10th, 2021. There's some Disney fans angered by the chief financial officer's suggestion. Food cuts are good for some people's waistlines. The story is as follows. Some Disney fans are doubly furious after the company's chief financial officer suggested reducing theme park food portion sizes as a cost-cutting measure. And then made a comment. Oh, my gosh. More Lou News. <laughs> made a comment about guest weights as a joking justification. On Wednesday's quarterly earnings call, Walt Disney Company CFO Christine McCarthy, hi Christine, was asked how Disney is handling rising inflation. Christine says, we have things on the cost of goods side. And it's interesting, just last week I was talking to our park senior team about things we could do there. And there are lots of things that are worth talking about. We can adjust suppliers, we can substitute products, we can cut portion size, which is probably good for some people's waistlines. Ooh. <laughs> She would have been fine if she just would have left that last part out. Uh, the last part of the comment drew immediate scrutiny from Disneyland and Disney World fans who had several reasons to bristle at McCarthy's suggestions. In a year of penny pinching at the parks, when everything from parking to line skipping services have seen price increases, while traditional entertainment like fireworks and parades haven't returned to pre-pandemic schedules, guests weren't happy about hearing another thing may be reduced without a commensurate price decrease. Amen. In addition, though, many view the waistline joke as a cheap shot, especially considering the vast majority of the Disney Parks food options are hardly of the healthy variety. So we're fat shaming now as justification for cutting costs, one person wrote on Twitter. If they really cared about the overweight guests, they provide healthier options, another fan wrote on the Disneyland subreddit. What a bunch of BS. <gasps> oh, my goodness. Well, you know, listen, I I'm not going to uh, – well, first of all, look uh, – 
I've gained the pandemic 50. Um, I'm certainly not as uh, svelte as I used to be. Uh, I've had to increase my, my pants size a little bit here lately. So I am amongst uh, the audience that uh, Ms. McCarthy was probably speaking to. That said, I'm really not going to talk about fat shaming here. Um, you know, that would probably be an episode best suited for another podcast. You know, this is the poopy review after all. So we're going to talk about how reducing portion sizes may affect the Lou experience at Disney parks and resorts. There may be a positive spin here. Now, look, I, I totally get it. I don't want to spend more for less. Nobody wants to do that. I think that's a terrible idea. And in terms of my budget, Christine, this is this is not this does not make me happy. But look on the bright side, folks. Let's say they reduce portion sizes by 25%. Could we also then expect that poop volume might also be reduced by 25% while you're at the parks and resorts? And if poop volume is reduced by 25%, should we also not expect Lou usage to be reduced by 25%? And if that does incur, occur, then perhaps our Lou experiences might be a little bit more favorable. You know, we talk frequently about bathrooms that are the best places to use because they're quiet, they're out of the way, they're secluded, and sometimes they're just not busy. Well, what if we could take some of the crowded bathrooms and make them less busy? We've all walked into restrooms on property that are simply full, crowded. People are standing cheek to cheek, quite literally, and uh, shoulder to shoulder, and toilet seats are sweaty. There's lots of noise, little privacy. Reducing that by 25%, I'm all for it. So I'm not exactly thrilled about any cost-cutting measures, but, uh, you know, if I can have a better pooping experience at, uh, at Cosmic Rays, count me in. So, Christine, you have my my support uh, when it comes to when it comes to enhancing the Lou experience. And although I'm sure that you are, we're not thinking about that when you made your comment. Perhaps you should latch onto my suggestion to put a positive spin. Let your PR folks know that uh, maybe you were really thinking about the bathroom experiences at Disney parks and resorts to get you out of some hot water with those of us who are a little overweight. All right, that's the wrap-up Lou News. Uh, thanks, everyone, for listening. I love your take on uh, Ms. McCarthy's comments. But uh, I am going to jump right into the rant because I think it's important that we, every now and then, uh, keep it real here on the Poopy Doo Review Podcast. You know, uh, it's not all sunshine and rainbows at Disney World. It's not all magic and pixie dust, although we, we like to think it is. There are some issues. And one of the ones I just mentioned was uh, paying more this year for less product. But there are other issues, too, and it's time that we call Disney World out on it. You know, I've talked previously about the poor quality toilet paper at Disney World. Um, I'm going back here in about a month. I'd love to see that toilet paper improve. Something tells me it's going to be the same old crappy crap wiper uh, that has been there for years. But, uh, you know, uh, I'll hold on to hope. I've also called them out on some of their slip or uh, roughshod uh, designs lately, uh, especially in terms of the Ratatouille Lou, which certainly could have been better themed um, and is not themed at all, uh, demonstrating a very poor effort on the Department of Lou Imagineering, who previously had done a great job at the bathrooms at uh, Black Spire, at Galaxy's Edge, and uh, and Pandora. So what else are we going to talk about today? Well, guys, I want to talk about something that I've tried once and have sworn off for the rest of my life, something I'm wondering if you ever use as well. That's right, I'm talking about the tissue paper toilet seat covers that we frequently find in restrooms, not ubiquitous, or ubiquitously at Disney World, but also not unique to Disney World, right? I mean, they're everywhere, airports, bus stops, uh, some restaurants, right? But uh, Disney World seems to have their fair share of uh, these tissue paper 
toilet seat covers in the stalls. So if you're not familiar or if you need a little refreshing, uh, typically when you go into a stall, uh, of course, there's a toilet paper on the wall, but not uncommonly. There is a metal sheath, and in this metal sheath is a thin cardboard box, and inside this cardboard box is uh, are several tissue paper thinned ovoid or ring-like covers that you can put on the toilet seat. The reason for these covers is to simply protect your butt cheeks from the germs of the sweaty, nasty masses uh, that attend Disney World. Um, and I totally get the reason for these covers. I think, you know, trying to be germ-free, especially in the midst of a pandemic, is not a bad idea. But, and, and also, certainly, I would not go out of my way to sit on somebody's body fluids. I mean, we've all walked into the stall and looked down and saw a smear or a drop and, uh, you know, <laughs> answered the call to clean that up before we placed our delicate butt cheeks or de- our butt cheeks delicately on the, uh, on the toilet seat. So I, you know, I would not go out of my way to sully my buttocks with somebody's germs, but quite frankly, is that really the part of the body we should be worried about the most? Um, you know, we eat with our hands, right? Uh, you know, and the biggest concern, of course, is getting germs on our hands and getting it on our food or in our mouths or on any of mucous membranes and then, you know, getting sick from that, right? Uh, that's how germs are spread. I'm not sure we're spreading germs from butt cheek to butt cheek, um, although maybe the CDC has studied that in the midst of this pandemic. I don't know. But, uh, you know, if if you're worried about touching your butt cheeks before you eat, maybe you have a bigger problem than, um, you know, using these toilet seat covers, uh, but I digress. So let's talk about the, the application of these toilet seat covers. So it's, it seems very simple, right? You walk in the stall, you, uh, say, Hey, I want to keep my butt cheeks pristine. Uh, so I reach into this little, uh, di- dispensing dispensation device and I take this piece of tissue paper and I put it on the toilet seat and then I sit down on the tissue paper, right? Sounds very simple, in concept, but in application, <laughs> it's, it's it's not that at all. If you've ever tried to use these things, and listen, I'll, I'll, I'll be the first one to admit, maybe I'm just clumsy, maybe I don't have the, uh, the dexterity, uh, the hand-eye coordination to use these uh, devices properly, but I have a feeling that I'm not the only one. Um, so the first thing is this, this truly, these, these pieces of paper, they, they truly are tissue paper thin. Um, they, they, they tend to blow off of the toilet seat. Um, so you sit them down and, um, a stiff breeze from the air conditioning or somebody opening the door, uh, to the restroom. And this thing goes flying off. Um, half the time it falls into the toilet and then you have to figure out, Hey, do I flush this down and risk, uh, getting the drain clogged or, uh, do I fish it out? Don't trust me. Don't fish it out. But, but the point is this, it, it doesn't stay where you put it very well. Um, and also it's very slippery, so it is lightweight, but when you sit on it, it's again, it's inclined to slide right off the toilet seat. And if that occurs while you're sitting on it, uh, you're on the floor. And let me tell you, if you're worried about getting germs from a toilet seat at Disney world, getting germs on your butt cheeks from the, from the floor of the bathrooms, that's a whole nother level, right? I mean, we don't even, we don't even know what's down there. Uh, we don't want to know what's down there. I don't want to know what's down there. Nobody wants to know what's down there. Uh, but I know you don't want it on you. I don't want it on me. Uh, so again, it's just, I don't know. It's, it's just very troubling, but here's the other thing. Let's say you walk into a stall, you, uh, look at the toilet seat before you sit, cause you want to be hygienic and you see that there's something on it, uh, a little drop of, of something, a liquid, 
You don't know if it's uh, from the toilet water when you flushed it and it splashed up or if it's uh, somebody had some bad aim. Either way, you know you don't want to sit on that, right? So what do you do? Well, you can't put this tissue paper toilet seat on, a toilet seat cover on it. Why? Because they're super absorbent. They soak up the liquid and then you sit on that. You're getting it right on your butt cheek anyway. So, no, what do you do? I mean, you, you get a wad of toilet paper and you wipe it off with your hands. You're very careful you not to get it on your fingers, right? And then you throw the toilet paper in the toilet and then the seat's clean. So then why do you have to put a cover on it anyway? It doesn't make any sense to me. It seems redundant. And not only that, it seems wasteful. And in this era of being environmentally conscious, why on earth are we still wasting money on this? So here's what I want to propose. Well, first of all, if you use these seat covers, my hat's off to you. Seriously. I mean, way to go. Uh, you're certainly more talented, more skilled than I am. But do you really need it? Uh, I don't think so. I don't think so. Here's what I want to pitch. Chapek, tomorrow, are you listening? Here's what I suggest. Get rid of these toilet seat covers. What's your budget for these every year? A couple hundred thousand dollars? Two hundred thousand dollars? A couple years of saving that money and you can redo the Ratatouille Lou. Make it look like Gusteau's restaurant bathroom. Theme it up nice for those of us that actually care about the pooping experience that we have. Because honestly, if if we truly care about our pooping experience, we're not going to use those covers anyway, right? But we would like a themed bathroom. We would like a really cool immersive experience in that area of Epcot so that when we walk into the bathroom, we still feel like we're in France and not in just some bathroom in Florida. I don't know, guys, that's that's my rant. I'll wrap it up with you here today. This is a short episode, by the way. But, you know, I just feel like that money could be better spent on other items and other upgrades for us, especially in this year where costs are rising and value seems to be falling. So what do you think? I'd love to hear your thoughts. Send me an email at www.lewreview.gmail.com. You can also go to www.lewreview.com and leave a message on our message boards there. Um, but anyway, reach out to me. I'd love to hear your comments. And as guys, I, listen, I, uh, as, as this time of year, you know, th- well, this time of year is a time of year where we tend to be thankful. I'm recording this right before Thanksgiving. Um, and, you know, I... I, I find myself looking back on the last, you know, uh, 10 months uh, and thinking about what a tough year it's been. As I mentioned before, I'm an ER doctor. And let me say that the uh, the summer months and early fall months were probably the most difficult months of my career due to pandemic and ER crowding and uh, hospitals being full and nursing staffing shortages and everything that you've all read about on the news. Um, it's It's been pretty awful. Um, so I look for things to be thankful for and try to have a positive mindset. And guys, I'm thankful for you. Thank you for listening to this podcast. It's a stupid little podcast, right? The topic is just silly. Uh, but, you know, sometimes we need a little silliness in our life. We need to be able to laugh at ourselves. And, you know, if we can talk about Disney in the process, well, that's a win in both columns in my book. So thank you again for listening, and thanks for joining me today. I look forward to our Christmas episode coming up next month. And until then, my friends, thumbs up and bottoms down. Take care, everyone.